This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and this is Rob from Comics Explained. This is all Rob's machination. He was just like, <laughs> hey man, we were talking about like, okay, what do we should do on the weekly poll? And then Rob's like, how about we just do Elseworlds Exchange? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's my show. Sounds great. Let's do it. I'm, like that was that was literally it. I was like, well, it's like me and Sal are going to be the only That's ones right. on the podcast. Anyways, you know what? Let's just like do Sal show. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> so here we are, and today's topic is going to be the worst <laughs> comic book movies of all time. All time. Um, just and this is going to be mostly from like memory, because <laughs> uh, growing up watching movies, being a huge, my, I, as I was discovering earlier with Rob, like, Rob is a movie buff like myself, and this is something that you might discover on the Elseworlds Exchange that you might not know if you normally watch either the Weekly Pull or our channel in general, that, uh, you know, you think we're all just comic-minded. No, we have many enjoyments, you know, many, mm-hmm. many, many loves, you know, in, in our lives. And my first one, uh, it was comic books, and then it went to movies, and then I made one, and people hated it, so I went back to comic books. <laughs> uh, but I'm still a huge like movie fan. I love the art form, and I understand that Rob is a big connoisseur as well. Um, and as such, you know, being movie fans, we uh, we went to them and we saw them. And and of course, being young comic book fans as well, sometimes in the uh, I, I want to say the the late '70s up to the '90s, uh, movie studios could not even then resist the siren call of the comic book adaptation. Um, oh, they God. also couldn't resist ruining them with their ideas and their better ideas that are you know that that strayed so far from the source material or really really stayed faithful to the source material at the wrong times like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like spawn like oh god spawn think, was not that it was not that bad when it, was, I, it was bad when i in 1997 <laughs> i remember seeing this movie in the pitch pouring rain opening day because I, you know, because I subscribed to Wizard Magazine and they were like, this is the day it comes out. I'm like, I'm there because I was reading Spawn. I think it was up to like issue 50 or something like that at that point. I'm like, oh, the movie. Um, you know, I did all this prep work, like understanding who Michael Jai White was and what the <laughs> and Steve Spaz Williams and all these other people who were involved. And I'm like, I don't know who they are, but they're going to be making Spawn. Here we go. And no one was in the theater. Really? There were two people in the theater, me and my mom. Wow. And I was like, this is amazing. And at the time, you know, because by the way, it was summer. It was late summer, as I remember. It was pitch pouring rain. There couldn't have been a better time for this movie to come out or better circumstances to force people into the theater. And there were still only two people who bought tickets that weekend. And I was like, and at the time, I'm like, this is fantastic. Look at how much space we have. But you know, in reality, it's like, this is terrible news. <laughs> well, yeah, like you go see any movie and there's two people in the theater and, yeah. and you're just like, oh, my God. That's the worst when you go see a movie, like when you really <laughs> want to see a movie that's that, that's that's going to be great or that is really cool. And you're like, oh, I'll see it next weekend. And then next weekend they cram you in one of those tiny theaters and you and you realize, oh, this movie's not doing well. Oh yeah, like all the way in the back. They're like, it's uh, like turn left and down at the end of the yeah, hall. Yeah, exactly. All the way in the hall. And oh, it was it, like my theater was packed because maximum capacity was forty-seven. Wow. You know, no, it was, but no, Spawn was full theater. No, it was, and man, but and when I saw it, I'm like, this is great because number one, that soundtrack was killer. Marilyn Manson, Crystal, uh, Crystal. Oh yeah, the Crystal Method. Crystal Method and Filter. Yeah uh metallica remixes um just so many Dude, it was it was like the ultimate it was it was like the ultimate um i want to say like underground what, what, what was that movie um the one about the vampires and the werewolves Wait, or whatever. Uh, oh oh uh, underworld underworld yeah it was like the ultimate underworld soundtrack oh yes underworld. it was proto underworld i mean like yeah, it was pretty amazing. i'm surprised that spawn was not directed by like greg weisman or uh by glenn whoever the hell directed i don't know who directed underworld. that underworld i know movie. it was len weisman uh okay but yeah, because I was gonna say Greg Wiesman. No, he did Spectacular Spider-Man, the show, and Gargoyles. Like he's he actually knows what he's doing. 
Len Wiesman makes Die Hard 4 and Underworld. Um, but in any case, yeah, that is like, I, I'm surprised that it wasn't made by him. Yeah. Because damn, like it was all in the shadows and so, well, so all right. bad. See, maybe my memories are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, like it wasn't it wasn't a great movie. It's not like I would sit down now and say, you know what, like a great time, a great thing yeah, is to do right now. It's like watch go Spawn. watch Spawn. No. Like like I really want to do that right now. Like yeah. like that was one of those movies that I would watch if it was on TNT at like three o'clock in the morning. I do that now. And I was yeah, and I was like, you know what, I can't sleep. Like we'll just flick through, and it's like oh Spawn. When I do that, but I'm I, like oh <laughs> Tiffany, you're in for a treat. <laughs> Remember that bratty kid that gave Michelle Tanner a hard time? Watch him in this movie. I don't remember if that's him or not, but I was no. associated with him. But anyway. <laughs> but I still haven't, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't, like, go out of my way and make time for that movie. Having said that, though. I did. And I was, yeah. Like, well, yeah, like, I went to go see it in theaters, too. Yeah. And, and as, a, like, as a little kid. you know, oh, it was awesome. Me being, yeah, as, yeah, as a little kid, like, me being 11, 12, 13 yep. years old, whenever it was that it came out. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, like, the giant cape that was like, floating through the air. It and it occasionally young. showed up. That's what killed me when, like, the two things, like, I, there were strikes against that movie. I remember even back then being like, okay, he's not using this this cape, like, nearly enough. But then when the cape came out, you're like, oh, this is amazing. When the, he, his mask was never on. Oh, yeah. That was, a, okay, that was a disappointing thing. There was one time, like, when his mask, like, you know, covered his face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks so cool. And then it never happened again. Yeah. It was, was so like, frustrating. Oh uh, I think it was when he was fighting uh, Vindicator. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Or not Violator. Vindicator. Um, Violator. And yeah. Violator was... looked great. Oh, God. John, okay. That was, that, like, he was the saving grace of that film. Uh, John Leguizamo's Oscar winning John Leguizamo. <laughs> Dude, I tell people to this day, like, the only reason that movie was good, like, yeah. like why I would consider it, like, an entertaining movie to sit down and watch, was because John Leguizamo was hilarious. He's like, amazing. as the Violator. You know, he <sighs> ate maggots to be... <laughs> No, he didn't. Oh yeah, when he when uh, that what? when he there's a slice of pizza that he takes out of the garbage. And he oh yeah, it. I know that, it's but I don't think maggots. those were actually. No, he ate those fucking maggots. No uh, way. Yeah, and he I remember <laughs> him doing an interview and him being like, "I'm do I'm eating I'm gonna eat the maggots or I'm gonna eat the maggots." And he ate them, and he was like, "It wasn't so bad, like whatever." But he was like, he was like, I, "I'm going I'm I'm swinging for the fences with this role. I'm gonna do it." Dude, like, I mean, do trick okay. photography. He's like, "No, no, no. I'm just gonna do it." Like, All right, he's he's not playing Lincoln, dude. Like he doesn't need to immerse himself. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah, like no. Like, what is it? What is it like to be a demon clown? Well, I yeah, have to this, eat this, these bugs. Yeah, this guy's not Daniel Day Lewis, man. Like yeah. you don't need to have people like address you as the violator. That like, was his moment. Yeah, okay, like, there were, yeah. Huh? I was gonna say like John like John Leguizamo as the clown violator is to me like remember when Matthew McConaughey was a joke before he was an Academy Award winning actor and did like little movies <laughs> before he did the Lincoln commercials. Yeah. Before he made Lincoln commercials with an Academy Award in his passenger seat. I remember mm-hmm. thinking like there's a movie. It's great. And everyone made fun of it when it came out. Everyone makes fun of it because they never saw it. Rain of fire. Oh dude. Bro fist. Rain of fire is Bro-fist. so Bro-fist. good. It and is I want to say, <laughs> that like but matthew mcconaughey had, at that point had been known as dazed and confused or whatever you know like you know yeah. right. uh but i want to say that like this script came across his desk like his his agent was just desperate at this point was like they're making a dragon movie here you go matt you can take a look i don't care whatever it's not a rom-com so and matthew mcconaughey read the script he looked at it, he was like all right let's see what's going on here and then he <laughs> and then he read more and he finished the the fucking script in an hour and then immediately went into the shower and just bicked his head. And then grew <laughs> yeah. his beard. And then on day of production, he just shows up looking like he did in Reign of Fire. And if you haven't seen him, he looks like he came out of Mad Max. Oh, God, dude. He, he looks, looks like, like this guy. warrior that it's... slaughtered dragons. Yeah. And, wait, but, like, I, I want to say that, like, that costume was not given to him by wardrobe. Like, he just showed up wearing it and was oh, like, yeah, no. I'm ready. <laughs> If I saw that Matthew McConaughey, like, walking, like, I was walking down the sidewalk and he walked towards me, like, I would cross the street. Oh, my God. I would be like, nope, fuck that noise. But, like, like, <laughs> Matthew, but, like, when people used to make fun of Matthew McConaughey up in, like, into the 2000s, I'm like, hey, you should watch Reign of Fire. Because oh, that yeah. movie is Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, that Matthew McConaughey was like, I'm gonna go, and he, like, he would, like, break it. I want to say he, like, broke into zoos and, like, fought tigers, and he's like, I got these <laughs> teeth out of the tigers, and they're my dragons. <laughs> like, Oh, dude, like that. But, yeah. But, anyway, like, freaking yeah. red fire. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but John Leguizamo ate bugs. <laughs> 
Dude, I, I can't like I there was okay, one of my favorite lines from that whole movie was when um when Spawn first like when uh when what's his name? When Simmons first got his outfit, when Michael Jai White first got his yes. outfit. Like he had been transformed and he like he meets the violator for the first time, I think, or something yep. like that, and he's kind of freaking out. And um he was uh what was it? John Lee was almost said something to the effect of like like you're going through changes. He's like, pretty soon you're gonna start getting here in funny places and start thinking about girls. girls. And movie, I was like, Ugh. I lost it. I, I will tell you that movie completely played to my sensibilities in 1997. Um, but and I want to say, by the way, per, like pretty faithful adaptation of the of the comic. Like it oh, got yeah. all the beats right, but for yeah, some no. reason they just don't translate anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It, see, that that was kind of the funny thing was because like when you sit down and you look at it now. Like, look at the movie now. You're like, yeah. well, I mean, a movie wouldn't. It's not that hill movie. But, like, when you go and you look at the, the comics and you look at, like, the dark nature of the film, yeah. PG-13, there's only so much you can do. Exactly. But, and like, with is, that rating, no, they caught a lot of stuff. They like, did. They did pretty well. They did. So. And, by the way, there is an unrated version, and it sucks. It's just all the parts <laughs> where you thought that you thought that Spawn sounded funny. Yeah, that's where they dubbed over the shit and fucks that he said. <laughs> well, the other weird thing, too, is it was, like... It was like too much weird stuff, like too much weird nonsense. Like, yeah. uh, like there's one scene where he uh, he jumps through the ceiling, right through like the glass roof. Yeah, which is a great Batman moment, but also a cool yeah. moment for Spawn. Yeah, and then just like start spraying everybody down with machine guns. Right. And I'm like, I was like, doesn't he have like all these mystical powers? Yeah, and but those stuff, are expensive. Because you know? <laughs> I'll be honest, like that moment for me, like there was a moment for me where I went, oh, I don't think they meant for this to happen. And it was when Spawn first, first meets the Malbolgia, and he looks like a video game character. Oh, God, that and, was pathetic, man. And his mouth doesn't really move with the words. And I yeah. remember thinking, this looks really bad. Like, oh, yeah. Like, how is it that everything else looked really cool, but this looks really bad? Yeah, and like all the other little Spawn henchmen and stuff. Yeah, they're like, yay! Like, and you're like, what is happening? Like, are they claymation characters? They, I want to say they were stop motion. They certainly look like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Spawn um, didn't really work out as well as it... It never worked out. Like, no one ever really gave it its due. And when you look at it in, like, retrospect, it kind of didn't really work out. Ever. No. I mean, I would, I would say definitely, like, a remake's in order at some point in time. Oh, yeah, just we like, gotta get a reboot of Spawn. Like, yeah, just like not like like they need like a big budget remake. Yes, like, but don't believe. But I I think the time for that is past. I think it's over. I think like the time for a big budget Spawn movie was 1997, and the audience has agreed. No one cares. Well, yeah, I mean he's okay, and and this is one of the funny things because I saw this interview with um, God man, um, I can't remember his McFarlane? name now. Yes, McFarland, Todd McFarland. Yeah, and he was talking about like comics, and he said, "Hey, look, like." If the top selling comics are the same thing all the time and they had the top 200 spots and right. you're 201, then you have the best selling comic. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. But right. uh, <laughs> like, you know, I, I was I was sitting there thinking like, like, you know what, McFarlane, you should just like sell Spawn yeah. to Marvel and just let oh them like make a movie. Could you imagine like a Marvel Cinematic Universe Spawn movie? It would be oh literally God. the comic. It would. <laughs> That's exactly. That's why it would be awesome. Because like they know what they're doing. It's funny because like I was just thinking about this the other day because I was just watching the Jessica Jones trailer again. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe that Disney's letting them do this. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also like, good on you. Like we can. Yeah. There's room for everything. We can have like, you know, children in Iron Man three. But we can also have like rape in our Netflix Marvel movies. <laughs> Dude, uh, and, and see, okay, that was a kicker. Like, I was, I was thinking about too, thinking about that too. Like, sidetrack here for a second. When Daredevil came out, it was one thing, right? Which was amazing. I was like, was amazing. yeah, I was like, that's that's just gratuitous violence. Like, whatever, I can cope with that. And then when they were like, we're doing Jessica Jones. I was like, okay, because yeah. if you're doing the Jessica Jones that I'm thinking of, yeah, damn. Yeah. And then and then like Bendis came out, and he was like, for those of you guys who read Alias. This Netflix series is like almost a perfect adaptation. And I was like, all right, Disney, whatever, man. Like, if you guys are going to let him do it, let him do it. Yeah, exactly. Then let him do it. I hope he just gets to write an episode or two. I I think that that would would be really cool. I wouldn't be surprised if they wrote the opening episode, to be honest. Yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. That would be pretty awesome. So, all right. Terrible movies. I think we got to address the elephant in the room. Batman and Robin. 
man um, but it's funny because i was thinking about the batman franchise like just how bad it got and how bad mm-hmm. like when it really went bad and it kind of went bad literally the next movie like after batman 89 right which is a miracle it got made and a surprise that it actually is good and when you see everyone involved when you watch the behind the scenes and you see like everyone who was working on it like i'm amazed that I'm amazed that it's about an eight-year-old boy whose parents are murdered in front of him and he dresses like a bat. Like, I'm amazed that that was kept. That's how <laughs> much studio interference and bullshit I was expecting and, and in fact, indeed, took place in the Batman movie that we have finally got. Um, but the literally the second one, where they're like, okay, we want to do Catwoman. She's probably not strong enough to hold the movie on her own. We need another villain, but one that doesn't have enough gravitas to have their own movie. I guess we'll do Penguin. And we'll put them together, and then we'll make Penguin have other real penguins, and they'll put rocket launchers on their bodies. Dude, and have a giant duck. Don't forget about the giant duck. I like that giant duck. <laughs> and the giant duck was kind of cool. <laughs> like, the fact is, it's made by Tim Burton. It looks killer. It's terrible, but it looks killer. Uh, and, Could you and imagine I, that, like, floating around somewhere? Oh like, criminals God. just jump off of it and start, like, breaking into a bank. Oh, like, like in damn. real life? Yeah. In real life. That'd be amazing. Like, wow. Yeah, I would love to see that thing now. I would immediately take my picture on it. Um, yeah. But then Batman, and for me, though, like, Batman Forever is where it really goes off the rails. Like, Batman and Robin, everyone's like, Batman and Robin, but huh. Batman and Robin had already had a movie just like it called Batman Forever. Like, people always go, well, that, Batman, Forever, Batman and Robin is where it went wrong. No, I cite Batman Forever is where it went wrong. Um, Was that the Tommy Lee Jones? Yes. Uh, do okay. Let me tell you something, man. Here is the timeline of, like, give a damn for the right. Batman movies. Yeah. All right? Tim Burton says, we're making Batman 1. I never read the comic, and I'm not right. going to, but I'm going to make a movie on it. And people were like, I mean, this is dark. This is, like, weird, you know, Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands stuff. So, yeah. like, cool. Let's just go with it and see what exactly. happens. And people were like, I mean, it's not that bad. You know, he never, like, he always turns to the side, and he never moves his, yeah, he can't never turns his turn head. his head. <laughs> can't turn his head, but, you know, whatever. I never noticed that until someone pointed it out, like, years. <laughs> like, maybe a couple of years ago did I yeah. notice that Batman has to go, like, Oh yeah. Turn around. <laughs> yeah, dude, he never he never turns his head. Yeah. But um but yeah, you know stuff like that. It was it was like okay, you know, I mean it's it's not bad at all. Then they made Batman returns and they were like, you know, I mean we could probably get away with right. a couple things. You know, and then it was Batman Forever, and like, you know what the hell was it? Like, just exactly do stuff, you know, whatever. So Nobody cares. Excited. Yeah, well, oh, you mean the studio was, well, I think the studio oh, yeah. was like, let's just make some more toys. Like, we got to get these penguins and rocket launchers. <laughs> we made a boatload with those. What we really got to do is we got to sell some Riddler figures. And uh, I know that originally Robin Williams was going to play Riddler, which is, which would have been exactly as weird and terrible as the. <laughs> Dude, it would have been disastrous for his career if he oh, had played the Riddler. God. Can you imagine? Oh my god. Um as it stands, Jim Carrey just ace Ventura's his way through the movie. Um <laughs> but what's more depressing is that Tommy Lee Jones is so bad. Dude, it's okay. Somebody in the comments made a really good comment. Yeah. And saying that Tommy Lee Jones was trying to be like the Joker. Yeah. I mean more or and, less. Like Yeah, like it, that's it's exactly like he how he never it's read a comic book in his life and just yeah. watched the first movie. I like I can do that. Like I could be a guy that has like, you know, half his face burned up. And, like, make jokes and, like, laugh and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I know I never do that in the comics, but whatever. Well, I've never read a single comic book in my life, so I guess I'll just do whatever it is that Joel Schumacher tells me to do. And Joel Schumacher's like, you're basically a big murderous clown. Yeah, just go kill people. the Joker. I mean, okay, there was a moment in that film when I basically, like, like, I was sitting in the theater. I'll never forget this. It It was me, my dad, my sister. We were watching this movie, and I'll never forget it. The entire theater's reaction was, like, whatever. Yeah. There's a scene, uh, an opening scene, when um, when Two Face steals a safe, steals a bank. Oh my god! Yes. And yeah, and like there's acid in there, and the dude's like, "Oh my god!" He's freaking out. And then like Batman saves it, and like it swings back in perfectly. Yep, and fits perfectly. In place, fits in perfectly, and everybody in the audience was like, "Man." Yeah. Well, because they they literally (laughs) went to go see Batman Forever, which in in which like Catwoman eats a bird. And Penguin bit a man's nose off, which was and, awesome. Which was awesome. And then we go to see this 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 Mickey Mouse bullshit where literally Batman cracks the safe that they're in by pulling the guy's hearing aid out and using it to help him like 
You know? Oh, I forgot about that. But when he, and this is the, this was the moment that actually killed me for that movie because it's literally the, the opening scene of, of Batman Forever is what kills it. Yeah. He pulls the hearing aid out and it makes a cartoon. Oh God, I, did, like, I forgot about that. Really? Scene. And I remember being like, I think this movie sucks. And then the movie, you know, jar jarred it up and reminded me, yes, it, it really sucks. Um, it kept going. It, it just like, kept going, man. and it, 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 it dared to go farther. Um, mm-hmm. But and then Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, I didn't even see. Like, I've never seen it all the way through. I always catch it on TV. But I remember really? when it came out, I remember people being like, here it is. Here's a picture of it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no, I, okay. Let me tell you something, man. It was hilarious going in and seeing that movie. Because coming off of Batman Forever. Well, you know what you're getting people, into, right? You like, know what you're getting into. People were like, okay. And seeing the trailer, it was like, all right, we know what direction things are going in. Man. <laughs> When they introduced Bane, oh my like God. you could literally like feel like people caring about them just going away. You could literally feel the disappointment in the room. It yes. was like, really? Oh There's this giant like yellow dude like that doesn't even look like he looks like a character from H.R. Puff and stuff. Well, and like, not that's only what that, you guys are giving us? <laughs> Bane was only created like maybe two years before. So you literally have comics with him in them on the shelf. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like Joker, who's been around for 80 years, and so you, you do a different version. People are like, sure, Bane is maybe a couple of years old by the time Batman and Robin comes out. And he's already been on the Batman animated series as real Bane. Yeah. And then the movie dares to, ba- to do some WWF, like, cartoon garbage. There's so much about that movie that sucks, but it's like... It's almost like they were doing it on purpose. Like, well, what's the they next... definitely were doing it on purpose, right? That, I mean, like that had to have been their decision. No, no, nobody accidentally makes a movie like that. <laughs> like, like <laughs> sci-fi the... makes movies and they don't make movies like no, like they. It's, it's intentional. Like the guy that made Sharknado was like, yeah, we made that movie stupid oh, yeah. on purpose. Well, like, like it never because, happens. Yeah, it's funny because that that occurred to me. I remember, I remember the first bad movie that I remember seeing in the theaters. And, and I mean, like, I'm sure I saw lots of bad movies in the theaters, but the one that I objectively said, this is a bad movie, was Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, man, I hate that. Like, there's the way, no Ninja Turtles 3 to me. Turtles 2 <laughs> sucks, too. Oh, no, okay, no. No, sir. <laughs> they can't use their no, weapons! Sir. No, don't worry about that. Worry about Kino. Kino that, sucks, too! No, okay, you know what? That's 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 unacceptable. All right. You know what? I, I I loved Kino as a kid because Kino's my character. Kino's the character that I can go, look, it's me hanging out with the turtles. That was my way of projecting into the <laughs> okay, movie. Okay, no. Here's here's the deal. If you get to have Spider-Man, I get to have Ninja Turtles too. Right. You can have Ninja Turtles too. And I'll tell you this. Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles 2 has a couple things going for it. Number one, they kept all the original puppets. Number two, uh, <laughs> David, David Warner, who voiced Ra's al Ghul, is in it. And he's in it. Uh <laughs> You got Super Shredder for half a second. Um, oh, God, that was so disappointing. There, there are a couple things that worked in Ninja Turtles 2. The bell scene, when Kino has to prove himself as a foot ninja. That He's was cool. He's got to steal the bells. That was awesome. Uh, the, um, the, the references to the first movie, like not pretending like it didn't happen. Like just, oh, yeah, when uh, Michelangelo was talking about how... Uh, um, Splinter threw Shredder off the top of the building. Right, it's so great. Yeah, he's like hanging out the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a great moment. Um, oh, know, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla yes, Ice. Vanilla Ice was a, cool. That song is uh, is perfect, of course. Yes. Uh, it's uh, so nineties. God, that just screams nineties. Yeah, everything about it. But like, but Ninja Turtles three was the first one. I'm like, here we go. And I f- <laughs> sat down, and the second Splinter shows up, and he looks like this dog, like a, just a dog puppet that they ripped from like a PBS special and they just deliberately changed all the puppets. Like they threw out the old ones and replaced them with these garbage puppets. I remember thinking, "Wow!" like everyone looks weird and different. And for no reason they brought back Corey Feldman because they, he left. Oh he's not God. in, he's not in part two and then he's back in part three, but who cares? They also brought back Casey Jones, but again, who cares? Cause three is so bad. Drew Casey Jones was amazing in one. Oh, I miss so Casey good. Jones. He was a great character. Like they should have. Okay, you know what would have made like number like Ninja Turtles three better What's that? if they introduced like Bucky O'Hare. Mm. Like that would have been awesome. Any... <laughs> like the Ninja Rabbit. Oh my! Oh, you mean yeah? Oh, you Osagi Ojimbo. 
Oh yes, Osaki Ojimbo. That's what it was. It was like Bucky O'Hare. That'd be cool anyway. I'd take that. But he too. was he was like a space rabbit, wasn't he? Yeah, it was, Bucky okay, O'Hare okay. was a space rabbit, like rip off Osaki of Ojimbo. As well. But Osaki Ojimbo. Yeah, dude, the Ninja Rabbit was amazing. Yeah. Like we used to have so many debates when I was younger. We were like, "Oh, dude, like Osaki Ojimbo would like crush the Ninja Turtles right. single-handedly." Like, yeah, I have no question about that. Oh yeah, and the comics <laughs> will tell you who who would win in a fight. But mm-hmm. uh, but Ninja Turtles three sucks. And I remember being like, "This sucks." Like even as like a like a five year old being like, "This is garbage." Yeah. No, I, I dude. But but I remember that was, thinking. That was... I remember thinking that like. I remember I remember knowing that movies cost a lot of money to make. And I thought mm-hmm. no one would let bad movies be made because they cost so much. <laughs> like who would who if you have hundreds of people on set, someone's going to look at this and go, hey, wait, this is really bad. And then everyone go, oh, never mind. And then just end the production and move on. What a you know, what a naive interpretation. But Ninja Turtles <laughs> three was like my was like my bar mitzvah where I'm like, guess what? <laughs> Not only <laughs> do bad movies get made. But sometimes they get made bad on purpose. Like, yeah. Put that Ninja Turtles two or Ninja Turtles three is a perfect example. Yeah, just a toy commercial. Well, there was nothing redeeming about it. No, you know, I mean, no, there's nothing the, fun the, about the movie. The great thing about Ninja Turtles two is okay. I will give you that Ninja Turtles two didn't necessarily have the best thing ever. I mean, it was literally like here, like the whole plot of this movie is that there was an ooze that made you. Like that was the whole point of the movie. Yeah, and at least, and, but at least they gave them characters. Like they they were sad that they yeah. found out that the ooze was an accident. Yeah, and like you had a, oh, you had like Bebop and Rocksteady in the form of like Taka and Razor. But they're not even Bebop and Rocksteady. That's they're so not, disappointing. Yeah, but uh, it, it's pretty much the same. Thing. I was totally on board for Token Razor back then, but of course, once they started like being babies and saying silly yeah. things, I was like, oh. yeah, I wanted to see Bebop and Rocksteady. I wanted to see. I mean, the, the, I'll say this: the Token and Razor puppet costumes looked fantastic. So. No matter what, I was dazzled. Like I liked seeing that. I wanted to see more monsters in the in the movies, but it was disappointing that the Alvin Rocksteady were not in there. Oh um, yeah, yeah, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, switching gears, I just wanted to cover. What do you think of the Ghost Rider movies? Because most of those are considered to be because both of them are considered to be horrible. Um, I remember seeing the first Ghost Rider and thinking, "All right, I mean, he's a he's a great tattoo. What do you expect?" Um, that said, it looked really clean. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it looked like a high-budget movie. Right, like, I mean, it, it looked like it was made with a decent budget. It was just yeah, bad. Like, the skull looked really great, uh, and it's the Danny Ketch design, so that was really cool. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, of course, uh, Bangkok Dangerouses it up, and, uh, you know, just completely dials it in. Uh, but I think that Spirit of Vengeance is better. You think so? I do. And I think it's good. I think it's better because it's made by somebody who knows that they're doing a bad movie. Like they know that they're making a character that who gives a shit. Like there's, there are many missteps in that movie. I'll give you that. But, uh, but I think that spirit of vengeance looks better. I think I like that new design of ghost rider where he's like, it's like an oil fire. Like there's a lot of smoke and his suit bubbles and he's, He's mostly Ghost Rider throughout the movie. Um, also, when he when he gets into a vehicle, it turns into a Ghost Rider machine. Like that's fucking <laughs> awesome. Idris Elba's in it, and that's really cool. Uh, it's also directed by the guys who made Crank Two High Voltage, so it looks insane. Um, they well, also oh god. Oh no, go ahead, man. I was just gonna say it also plays to Nicolas Cage's like m- modern strengths, which is being off the rails, crazy. Crazy Town Banana Pants. So, like, that's yeah. cool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, again, just a couple of ch- just a couple of changes and you'd have a really solid Ghost Rider movie. Like, don't set it in the Ukraine. Don't cast a geriatric <laughs> English person as the devil. Like, don't put children in it. Uh, don't put Danny, or uh, what's his name, uh, Johnny Blaze in it. Just make a Ghost Rider all the time. <laughs> Well, okay. See, that, that was a point that I was going to make about um, about Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Is the movie felt like like somebody said, you know, what would be like a really good idea for the next Ghost Rider film? They're like, what's that? I was like, well, give Nicolas Cage cocaine and just follow him around <laughs> with a exactly camera. That's exactly what that is. And like, <laughs> and that's what it that's what yeah. it felt like. You know, he just lost his mind. <laughs> but like, that's 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 kind of how it felt. And and again, like you know, after seeing the first one and the kind of quality of film, because you know, Ghost Rider was a character that I never really got into. I knew of him. I knew yeah. some people really liked it's him. Some hard people to be didn't. A huge fan. 
Yeah, right. like like he has this. He has like a, a cult following, and there's some people who were just like, he's the best character ever. It's like, no, he's not. But yeah, whatever. He's a really <laughs> cool. He's a really cool like uh, velvet painting. <laughs> he's a cool belt. I, I will take your quote. He's a good tattoo. Yeah, he's a like, great he's a really tattoo. cool tattoo. Like he's a great he's a great eighties tattoo. That's right. But um, there's actually a motorcycle shop in like right in my town, and they painted the side of the motorcycle shop is Ghost Rider. Really? Yeah. And so every That's time I drive home awesome. from like anywhere over there, I'm just like, there he is, and he's like, Bruh! and I'm like, That's the coolest Ghost Rider's ever been. Is the painting <laughs> well, that... on the side of this motorcycle store? Well, that's that's you know. It was it was a forgettable film, you know. They, they were they were forgettable movies. I mean, the first one had Eva Mendez, and, and she was really gorgeous. Like oh, she yes. was man, like super hot to look Again, at. But like, she's a great drawing. Like she's a great <laughs> image to see. But does she add anything to the film? She adds a great visual. You know, you have you have two great visuals. You have Eva Mendez to look at, and you have this cool drawing of a dude on fire. Like that. Those when you don't have those, the movie looks like crap. It screams Metallica music video. And there's no Metallica in it. Like there's no heavy metal in these movies and that's all it is. It's like making a Lobo movie and then not using any heavy metal at all or any hair metal. Yeah. Like the movie would have been hundred percent better if you just included like ACDC in the soundtrack. Like oh the entire God. soundtrack is yeah, there's by more, ACDC. There's more ACDC and Iron Man movies than there are in Ghost Rider. That's a crime and a half. That said, now that Marvel has Ghost Rider back, my question to you, Comics Explained, can a Ghost Rider movie exist? Or can a good Ghost Rider movie exist? I wouldn't necessarily say can a good Ghost Rider movie exist. I would say should one exist. And and here's my here's my stance on Ghost Rider. Nicolas Cage has forever tainted that series. Yeah. Like there are times when a movie is made by a character or by an actor. Yes. And the movie is of such a degree that like there's like there's a line that's crossed that you just can't come back from. Yeah. And you will never be able to get anybody to go see that movie. No, it's true. Like, I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, that, you know, Ghost Rider is a perfect example. Fantastic Four is a good example. I don't care if Marvel gets the rights back. If they say we're making a Fantastic Four movie, people are going to be like, no, wait till the reviews come exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, wait until the red box. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and then they'll go see Fantastic Four too. Yes. You know, but like they won't, they won't go see the first one. No, that's why that's, Fantastic Four needs to be a budget of like 45, $60 million. <sighs> like they got to like. Can we talk, can we talk about Fantastic Four? Oh yeah. Which one? Dude. Which any of them, them? Any of them, dude? Right, okay, well, let's, let's start with the 90s. The, the love, 90s one. I love that Roger Corman movie, and I feel bad that it's on, like, the worst movies, or worst comic book movie adaptations of all time list, because it was never meant to be made. Like, it was never meant to be released, so you can't judge it as a real movie, just because everyone involved in production thought they were going to come out. Like, they didn't, like, they only gave it a million dollars. A million dollars to make the thing, the Human Torch, Reed Richards, and Sue's cheap, but whatever. Because you only you're, you're literally paying the female actress like half the rate because she's only yeah. in it half the time, uh, but you know, I there's optic nerve makeup effects made the thing costume and I watched this show called Face Off where the head of that studio is one of the judges so every time I see him and he acts like an arrogant jackass I go you made the thing motherfucker you don't even know like <laughs> you made a guy that literally looks like poop yes he it, just it looks, looks like, like somebody monster. pooped and has not eaten any fiber in like a month yeah he like just, that's what the thing looks yeah, like he looks like he's got some kind of like skin disease it's horrible there is a scene in that movie and and i swear to this day it's still the campiest scene of any movie that i've ever seen in my life right. but it's at the end of the movie mm-hmm. when they ride off okay yeah. and reed richards sticks his hand through the moonroof oh you mean when they have that puppet away. thing on like yes. a string or on a stick Dude. Oh it's so God. bad. Horrible. <laughs> it's so terrible. But I'll say if you that guys is... haven't seen that, if, if any of you guys in the comments haven't seen that, like, or any of you guys in the chat, like, like, when watch this is it. done, you guys should go look that just up. Just watch like, it. Because it, no one wants to say they own it, so you could totally just Google it or YouTube it or Daily Motion it. It's available everywhere in <laughs> the highest quality you'll ever see it in, which is like VHS 420. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks okay, but it's so fun, and it's a great, like, MSG3K night with your friends. I will also say <laughs> this is the best Doctor Doom's looked on film ever. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Given the quality of Doctor Doom's that we've seen so far, you're the only 100% thing is right. they didn't ADR him, so whatever the the mic picked up in the room through the mask is what his voice sounded like. So he's like, "I'm Doom, let's go." It sounded like Bane. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but or perhaps he's wondering Bane. why someone would shoot a man pulling <laughs> 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 him out of a plane. <laughs> well. All right. See, okay, dude. It's and and see. Here was here was the kicker. When Fox came out and said, 
I'm like, hey, everybody, we're making a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, I was excited. I was like, I was excited. I was like, okay, this is this is the original Marvel team. This is the team that started it all, that yep. made everything popular. It, it, you know, everything that we have now in Marvel Comics came from the Fantastic yeah. Four. You know, if if you were someone that Marvel wanted to make you popular, you got thrown into the Fantastic Four comics. That's they right. Up That's everything. right. And so. not only that, like, <laughs> and when you think about like Fox saying, "Guess what? We're doing Fantastic Four, and it's going to be a huge summer blockbuster movie. We're releasing it." Great. Mm-hmm. Who's directing it? Chris Columbus, Steven Spielberg, maybe Peter Jackson. We're getting Barber Shop's Tim Story to direct that movie. Oh, and uh, that's uh, uh, oh uh, okay. Uh, why? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one that reacted to that. that was, I'm glad when I'm I heard not that. I'm like, only what? That. that was that was I'm, literally the first red flag where I'm like, this might suck. Dude, I was I was like I was like Fox. Like you've got Fox money. Yeah. You've got like. You could get anybody. Billions of dollars. You could get anybody. Anybody. You know, you could, you, you could, you could walk up to anyone. You know, you could walk up to like Robert Zemeckis. You could walk up to Robert like Zemeckis Clint Eastwood. Fantastic Four Dude, Clint Eastwood would make a great Fantastic Four. It'd be really dark. Oh, it would and be it would, weird. It would feel like No Country for Old Men, but it would be a yeah. good Fantastic Four movie. You know, and Barbershop has a scene where <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer walks in. And says, everybody put your hands up. This is a robbery. And everybody's kind of, and I'm, I'm like, that's the guy we're hiring. Like, that's the guy that we're bringing in. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, all right, you know, we'll give this movie a shot. Well, like, you know, Tim we'll give Story, this movie a chance. Tim Story makes Tim Story movies. That's fine. Like Barbershop, you can't say the Barbershop's a bad movie. It's just, it's the perfect Barbershop movie. Like it's, it, it's not trying to be anything else. But, <laughs> I, I agree. I but, agree. Like, but, but Tim Story ain't the guy to get to make Fantastic Four. And then they well, were like, let's get Jessica Alba and we'll get nobody else. <laughs> Michael Chiklis and we'll put him in a rubber. We'll get, you remember that suit that we had from 1994? Let's put him in that. Let's put him in that. <laughs> well, see, that, that was the thing. And, and I remember thinking, okay, the director only directs based on the script that's written. Yes. And so I was like, well, the script could be really, really good. And the movie right. could just turn out to be solid. Yeah. Dude, I went into that theater <laughs> and I sat down and watched that movie. And I came out, and you would have thought that, like, I had I had witnessed a human being murdered in front of my eyes. Like, <laughs> I walked out, and I was like, really? Yeah. Like, the disappointment was crushing. And I was like, that's what we get, you know. And and from there, that's, dude, that's why I saw this reboot, and that's why I was so mad. Because I was like, I was like, look, Fox, it's, I mean, you've got two other movies. The first movie has less than 30%. The second movie has less than 30%. You've got a third time to do this. Like, how many times do yeah. you need? Like, you know, it's, it's you know, how many times do you really need? You know, yeah. it's like it's like a hand on a stove, you know? It's, it's right. you put your point, hand on the stove, yeah. And at yeah. some point it's like, you know, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that because every time I do, it hurts really bad yeah. and I don't like the feeling of it hurting. And yeah. so I should stop Well, at some point it's that. on you to stop touching the stove. Yeah, and you know. But America has stopped touching the stove. The world doesn't go see Fantastic Four movies. Like, we've all pulled our hand away from the hot stove that is the Fantastic Four franchise under Fox. Dude, it is. Man, it's, and that's, that's the problem. Is I, feel like whenever, I feel like whenever Fox makes a Fantastic Four movie, they're basically saying, from the theater that thinks, that, or from the, the, the production studio, yeah. that thinks you're so stupid you forgot about the last one. The last like, three! Here's the next one. The last three, yeah. Here's the next one. It's like, no, Fox, we didn't forget. Yeah, and no, we didn't. Like, we, we don't know what you're going to make. Like everyone, can you imagine that studio? Can you imagine the head of Fox, whoever the hell it is, uh, reading Variety the morning after that rumor hit that Fox and Disney struck a deal to get to let Fox make TV shows and and in exchange for the French and how everyone was just unanimously like, finally, it's like breaking up with somebody or or getting dumped. And then it, it comes up on Facebook and it says like so and so and so and so broke up, and there's all these comments that go like finally, I can't believe you guys broke up. And you go, I was just editing my profile and I accidentally put that put that that status. We're still together. No, do, you know like, that's what that's like. It's it's just finding out that everyone has been talking about you behind your back and they think you really shouldn't be doing this anymore. Dude, I would I really want to believe, and I really I really want to believe. That someone up there in Fox saw what was going on, like an an intern came in and said, hey, do you guys know that that, like the Internet is, yeah, like the Internet is rejoicing because they think that we gave the rights back to Fox or to Marvel for the Fantastic Four. And like someone somewhere 
was just like heard that and was just like we made a movie that bad right like people really don't really? like it what yeah and like and like their feelings hurt you know and they were like i mean you know and like they were just totally distraught yeah. knowing that they made something so bad that the internet a community <laughs> that can hardly ever agree on anything right came together to celebrate this one thing <laughs> yeah everyone agrees you are the worst like they managed to take an insanely fragmented community and unite it yeah. under the hatred for them. And and I'd like to I'd like to believe that someone at Fox was like, man, like I feel really bad about myself because then I would be like, yes, and you should like after making that movie, you should really feel bad. What they should do is <laughs> what they should have done is just struck with the iron was hot and go, yeah, we did it. Like make the deal and then just go like, all right, yeah, somebody leaked it, but uh, it's true. We're making the deal. What do you think everybody? And then everyone going, good idea. What a great yeah. move. But no, instead they're just no comment. All we can tell you is it's not true. Yeah. Like, great. Thanks. Like, thanks for destroying the hopes and dreams. Yeah, of exactly. Millions of people around. So, the so you mean to tell me that there will never be a Chris Hemsworth Thor versus Galactus. Because oh, by the time that Fox does fuck up enough to get those rights back to Disney, or by the time Disney goes, you really want Gal you really want Galactus anymore? All right, all right. How much do you want, Fox? What's the check? Here's here's a huge. Here you go. Check. Well, how much do you want? Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot more than we talked about a couple of years. Oh, all right. Here you go. You're really not gonna. You're really not gonna make another. Oh, all right. Here you go. They do it, and like that's really the only time we're gonna get it. Because at, because by the time because you know Fox is just gonna go, they're they're gonna get to the point where they're either going to sit on the rights until they expire, and let them expire, mm -hmm. or they're gonna make another one. Oh, they're gonna make another one. Like I keep, I keep telling people, like this this is the bane. See, that's why like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the success of the MCU is a catch twenty two. Yeah. Because as long as Marvel keeps making movies, Fox is gonna keep making movies. For both the X Men, because they're going to keep riding, you know, they're going to keep riding the coattails. Right. We'll release the X Men movie right before or after an Avengers movie. Sounds that's exactly what happens, man. Like they're just they're just riding the coattails. They're like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is successful. We'll just ride the coattails and make what money we can. Because that's how I, that's how I like to think of it. I like to think of it as though, like Marvel is sitting at this table with a king's feast right. of like a full turkey and like all the all the fictions and everything, mm -hmm. and then they're just kind of like throwing crumbs to Fox, you know. Yeah. And Fox is like, "We'll take those. Like we'll oh, really take those crumbs." Well, we get the Hellfire Club. We have, we can. You mean we can have Ex Professor Xavier's bastard son Legion? Finally, you know, like that's that's you know, and and that's kind of how I how I look at it. But no, dude, like the, the, as far as I understand, the terms of the contract state that as long as Fox makes a movie like every seven years or something like that, yeah. like or I'm sorry, as, as long as a movie is in theaters oh, every okay. seven years, then they maintain the rights. It's yes. something along those lines. That's so awful, they're going to keep because you could you could make. <laughs> spin-off movies forever like you, because it's why they're making that awful gambit movie like oh, you're, God, you're yeah. 20 years late to a gambit movie fox yeah i mean like the, the amount as far as i understand the amount of money that fox made on the fantastic four film was less than 100 million dollars that's unbelievable yeah that's it's the worst thing i've ever heard of like somebody i, I read an article or something like that and I, i'm not i'm not going to quote it as absolute yeah but it was something like it finished its run in the theater with a total of like 63 million dollars or that's, something like that. that's a pitiful number. it's Awful, man. This and is like, awful. I, I, by the way, and I would take t a tenth of that number. But if we're talking about <laughs> major motion picture studios, you know, this isn't a studio. This isn't like the Terminator movie. Like, okay, we're taking a franchise that started in 1984, and we're trying to just because Terminator's been passed around like a like a you know the town bike. Like it's just been it's been maligned and ruined, and it's out of alignment. It's just a disaster. <laughs> but every time they try to make another Terminator movie, it's made by a studio that's about to go bankrupt. They're like, yeah. here's a Terminator movie, and no one catches it, and they go, okay, bye, and then go out of business. And then another <laughs> studio comes in and buys the rights. This isn't one of those. This is Fox. They're not going to go anywhere for the next, you know, 200 years. But for some reason, they're making $60 million Fantastic Four movies. Fuck you, Fox. Uh, I don't know, because they just won't let the rights go, man. And that's 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 the that's, – it's pathetic, It's man. unbelievable. This it is pathetic. It, it, and, it, and, they deserve, and it deserves the the, the – the you know the vitriol that we're that we're spitting at it because it really because it's like it, it, at this point you might as well give the rights back and take the budget for the Fantastic Four movie you were gonna make and give it to needy children 
or build a hospital because because you're literally wasting your money. <laughs> yeah, at least it'll go towards something that people care about. People, people will, will be like, hey, like you did people, something great. Yeah, more people sadly will go to your children's hospital than see a new Fantastic Four movie made by you. That's that's you know. They can I even call it Fantastic Four, and that way they can say hundreds of millions of people excited about Fantastic Four. Well, that was the argument I made. Is in this day and age, like right now, the yeah. year that I mean, this movie was made in the last two or three years. Yeah. This is not 2007. Iron Man did not just come out. It's not, not like yeah. they don't know what the standard is. Like <laughs> we, we've had the standard for years. Things. Yeah, like there has been a standard for how to make a good comic book movie for years now. Basically, since Iron Man came out, like yeah. Iron Man, Iron Man hit like hit the movie theaters, and people were like, "This is the new standard. Yep. Like this is the new quality yeah. of comic book films." Used to and, be Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two was the gold standard. Spider Man Two. I mean, you know, like, and, hard to believe because I really. <laughs> <laughs> the time is not time is not kind to that movie for me. Um, every time I watch it, I go, God, this is not as good as I remember. <laughs> well, that was to me, that was that was and it's, and it's like, you know, in the world of comic book movies, the standard being what it is with yeah. this back catalog of like nine or ten movies that are every single one of them are astounding in yeah. some form or another. Even an Ant-Man movie is astounding. Hard to imagine. Even that. an Ant-Man movie. And they make that Fantastic Four film. Right. Like you are, you are fifteen years late to the fucking party, Fox. Late, man. It's <laughs> like my God. <laughs> um, switching gears because it's turning into Fantastic Cast. Did you ever see the movie from nineteen ninety five called Judge Dredd? Man, because <laughs> I thought that movie was awesome, and then I saw it again maybe a year later and was like, oh. I was, I was the same way. Like when I was a kid, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like Rob Schneider's funny. You know, it's like like this post-apocalyptic movie. That's easily the worst part of the movie. (laughs) You know, it's like all these different things going on, you know, and and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, you know. It has cool mid-90s practical effects. It's got future tech. It's got rip-off Terminators and and it's got the iconic helmet. You know. It's got a guy's arms and legs being torn off. Like it's got That's so awesome. much. It's got so much cool stuff. Yeah. And then and who could you go back and watch it? Yeah. Like ten years later. Ugh. And you're just like, like, oh. like I, you know, it's it's like going back and watching the original Power Rangers yeah. as an adult. Yeah. And you're like, I I liked this. Right. Like as a kid. <laughs> that was that was me when uh, when Toonami got um, got Thundercats. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Everyone clear your schedules. We're watching Thundercats. And I watched the first two, two or three minutes and I'm like, oh my God, can we stop? I know I suggested it, but can we stop watching this now? Like, this is not for me. This is a toy commercial for three-year-old me. Like, <laughs> but yeah, Judge Dredd, not good. It was on the other day and I'm like, Ben, sit down. We're watching Judge Dredd. And we watched like an hour. <laughs> I'm like, this is, and what's funny is, I saw it so many times, like it's, it's ingrained. Like I know it. And even then I'm surprised by how shitty it is every time. Um, every once in a while I go, Hey, that female judge pretty hot. Who is that? Diane Lane. Oh, Oh, okay. No, it's... no, no. I uh, will give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, no, that I movie, know, Diane, but Lane, Diane Lane is not, you know, like this is a, it, it just ages me. It's like, Oh, like how old is this movie? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you look at Diane Lane now, and you're like, man, what was she like? Nineteen when this movie came right? out? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, but, um, damn. but, but and of course, Sylvester Stallone apparently was a big fan of Judge Dredd and really wanted to make this movie. And... You know, that would make sense to me that you know if you were that big of a fan, you know, because if I understood it, like with uh, with Ghost Rider, supposedly Nicolas Cage was a huge fan of the character. Nicolas Cage is a the... huge fan of comic book movies and really, really yeah. wanted one of his own. Yeah, that makes just sense. Happy to take the table scraps that was look. <laughs> what, what was he gonna do? Make that crappy Superman movie that he uh, came up with? He, he tried real hard to do that. Dude, that mullet Superman that would have been a disaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, like you know, it's a typical Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah. You know, he's got the lip curls. Like, well, that's, are cannibals, that's genetic. You know? He can't. He can't help that. Uh, he can help that. He can do something. I don't about think. That. I think he. I think he's. I think he can't move. His. I think he's like has like facial paralysis or something. I think <laughs> just in that lip. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got like a thing in his face. Um, but just dread hilarious, and thank God we got that dread movie that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, that movie was amazing. So oh, man, good. I remember. Day. 
Dude, when I went to go see that, people were were doing. I was looking at reviews online, and I was you know listening to radio shows and stuff, and they were just like, you know, I'm not really sure how I feel about this movie. I was like, let me tell you something. That's the best Carl Urban film I've seen since Red. Yeah. Like that movie was really solid. That was a movie where I didn't. I heard nothing. I just went like, hey, you guys, you guys want to go see Dread 3D? And then I'm came out of the theater. I'm like, do you guys want to go see Dread 3D again? Because <laughs> was that good, was awesome. Man. And it was, it, dude. It was solid. Um, like it was. It was pretty amazing. Do you? Did you see the spirit? No, but I. I've Don't. heard like that's, that's one with Samuel <laughs> Jackson, right? That was Samuel Jackson and nobody. I, I remember them like from what I could tell, they were trying to ride the hype train of Sin City. Yep. And it was it was a total disaster. It's it, it is a train wreck. <laughs> wow. But speaking of train wrecks, did you see Jonah Hex? Uh yeah 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 that's the one with uh, Josh Brolin. Yes, because Man. that movie is horrible. And that's... I was really surprised because it came out like five years ago. It had no reason to be horrible, and it was inexcusably bad. I actually walked out. Really? Like I walked out we about forty five minutes it. into it. No, I, I, I didn't even, I've never even seen it all the way through. I was like, you know what? Like this is just terrible. Good, and I just because. <laughs> I, like I think about halfway through, where I'm like, can we turn this off? Like, can we all agree this is really too bad? It's not even fun to watch. Like, <laughs> and, and and we watched the whole damn thing, and then we were like, wow, we really should have turned that off like half an hour ago. I mean, I had no interest in watching some some you know old western movie about some you know some back shelf character from DC that <laughs> you know shoots up like. Well, like you could do you know, that. Like that works. You could do a movie about. Like you could do a dread esque movie about a cowboy who kills people. That's that's every western ever. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, they're like, also it's a comic book movie. Wink, and then made and then just made shit decisions. It was like we were back in 1997 because like the the movies that we skipped over because we're kind of winding down. But like the movies we skipped over, things like uh, uh, the the Phantom. Uh, What's oh god, with one? Billy Zane. With Billy Zane, Slam Evil. I remember that was the logo, and I'm like, really, really. Uh, uh, I liked Tank Girl, so I'm not gonna give Tank Girl too low a mark. But Tank Girl was silly. Um, Judge Dredd. There were other movies that like came out. Oh, uh, The Shadow was horrible. Oh, dude, I remember that's one that had Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that. Yeah. And some of those. See, to me. The problem with those movies is I felt like the people that made them just didn't really know what they were doing. They well, knew of the, the name, they, and and they and they they deliberately made like lazy or or like cliche or shitty decisions, and then just said, "Well, it's a comic book movie. Who cares?" Yeah. And that's how Jonah Hex felt to me. It was one of those movies where they're like, "Well, we really uh, well before we do that, we have to make sure that we actually like spend our money wisely and make it look good." And they're like, "Who gives a shit? It's a comic book movie." And they went, "Oh right," and then just. Like that's lunch then, like, and then took a break and then never got back to making a good movie. Like, it, well, it was weird. That's that's why I say, you know, I mean, in order for movies, in order for, for like those studios like Fox and Sony to make effective movies, my personal opinion yeah. is they need like you, me, and Benny to be like their, you know, yeah, their, they're like uh, consulting firm. They're like, consulting firm, you know, to be like, no, here's what you guys should make your movie about. But I mean, okay, and 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 as a, a couple like a couple redeeming, like, okay. There was one movie, and it actually wasn't based on a comic. It was based on a book. Right. But did you ever see Jumper? No, I never saw Jumper, but it had Hayden Christensen in it. So I was like, I've never seen this fucking movie. But I heard <laughs> it's it actually wasn't not bad. bad. Yeah, it's not it bad, bad at all. The movie's better. The movie, or I'm sorry, the book's a lot better. Right. But the movie's not bad at all. I mean, it's it's interesting. It'll keep your interest for an hour and a half, and yeah. then you'll probably never watch it again because you don't need to. But you'll yeah. be like, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. You know. But um. But another one. One of the movies from the '90s that I actually loved was Blade. I liked Blade too. The first and, Blade, you know, Blade was well made. Like it for was. what it is, you know, like how you're not gonna bring in Francis Ford Coppola to make Blade. You know, it's, <laughs> and by the way, Blade, he made a, a vampire Steven movie. Spielberg film. Like. Yeah, but like Blade and one of the first like Marvel Studios kind of movies. Uh, yeah, that was a solid movie. It's a great Blade movie, which yeah. you know, who'd have thought that? I, well, yeah, I mean, Blade. I remember, I remember reading Original Sin. I don't know if you remember this. I remember reading Original Sin, and they had a Blade tie-in, and I was like, "Why is this here?" <laughs> You're like, "What? Like <laughs> what? what? Is this, like why? Where did Blade come from?" Yeah, like yeah. this is 
I haven't heard from this guy for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, like people make fun of the of the end scene with the blood CG thing where like Deacon Frost puts himself back together. Who cares? That movie's fr- it's got swords and Wesley Snipes is in his prime and it's got yeah. a killer techno vampire soundtrack and oh god dude the opening great. sequence oh my god bloodbath bloodbath dude it was so cool new york comic-con was, was so hosting awesome. a blade bloodbath rave it was called the blade rave and there were people passing out like f- like handmade flyers with deacon frost's like logo on it and they're like come wow. to the blade rave and i'm like i almost went i was like i really kind of want to see this Dude, I would have gone. Right? And I saw pictures and video, <laughs> and they legitimately were like, the the DJ's like, bloodbath, and fucking sprayed everyone with the sprinklers. <laughs> Dude, like, I so would have gone to that. It's fucking amazing. You got to YouTube it, guys. Type in New York Comic Con Blade Rave, and you will find video from the club and that awful, that song, that bow, bow, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Blade's not bad. I, I saw Blade and I'm like, mm, pretty cool. Like, all right. That, you know, that to me, you know, that movie, I was thinking about this the other day because I was I was going through and I was watching a bunch of cinematic, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and I was writing up scripts. Yeah. And I was thinking about Blade. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's a movie that I would probably go in Redbox and watch just for the sake of posterity. You might just for as well the sake just go of, to Walmart and buy it for four bucks. And buy it for four bucks, you know, and just uh, like four bucks, nothing. Buy it for like two or three bucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I mean, buy the Blu-ray and, and just have it there so that, and when the time comes where you're interested and you just put it in just to watch the opening sequence. Right. But like the, the movie as a whole was, was saw, I mean, Deacon Frost was a great character. Yeah. I, what was the name of the actor that played him? Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh man, he's in those like blue vape commercials. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, Stephen Yes, that's what it is. Um, he did a good job. Like, he did a great job. The movie, the movie was sound. It was it had a solid plot. It yeah. was reasonable. It was interesting. And then, it, then of course, the movie got terrible after that. But I know. mean, yeah. But like you know, it's funny because Blade Two was made by Guillermo del Toro, which is like what, uh, <laughs> and introduced way cooler characters than Blade. Like when you when you meet all these cool like, you know, when you meet Ron Perlman and his team, you're like, that's the movie I want to go watch. Where are you going? Oh, all right, Blade, oh, let's go. And then, I will say that, man, the cast of Blade 2 oh, was, yeah, was one of the coolest things. Like, when he when he pins that thing on the back of uh, Ron Perlman's head, uh, like, that was cool. And the fight sequences were cool. Like, great. when he fought the uh, the bad guy right. near the end. It was just, it was scenes where, like, they were fighting, and, like, he swings him into a pillar, mm-hmm. and his glasses don't leave his face. Yeah. Like, those were the kind of scenes where people were just like, like this is doing? bad. Uh, I and I I like Blade Trinity for the same reason people like Sharknado. <laughs> like for me, that's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. More than a Blade movie, and I really love it. And if you ever want to like find newfound appreciation for Blade Trinity, watch Pat Oswalt, the comedian who plays uh, a a member of the like Blade Society Friends team. <laughs> Pat Oswalt's this comedian. He's amazing, and he he. He does a couple of ta- he does a couple of minutes where he explains being on the set for Blade Trinity and how he's like it's amazing the movie even got made really like, because apparently the move the director and Wesley Snipes had a fight and Wesley Snipes wouldn't communicate with him so he like went to his trailer would just get completely stoned and then would occasionally come out and he would only answer to Blade and he wrote post-it notes to the director and signed them as Blade. And wow. was really like a prima donna about it. And was like, man, the movie's called Blade. It's not about like these friends of Blade. Like, who cares about Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds? It's a movie. They're coming to see me. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're not no. coming to see you. They. I would totally watch a movie with just the team, with them shooting arrows with their iPods <laughs> and with their "Hello, my name is Fuck You." Hilarious. They've, like Ryan Reynolds, like improvs the whole movie, and that's. For me, I, I find Blade Trinity like again. For me, I'm like, what's your what's your standard for Blade movies? Like, how is it? It's bad, but like, isn't it all? I mean, it's a Batman effect, dude. It's they yeah. made the first one, and they were like, all right, cool, let's take a little more risk with the second one and the third one. They're like, let's just do anything. Yeah, and they had Triple H. Yeah, they had Triple H. Oh in Blade yeah, Trinity. yeah. And they're like, let's just do whatever we want to. Yeah, we got a wrestler in here. We exactly. got a comedian. We got a model. Right, you know, exactly. Who cares? Um, let's just do it all. What's the movie? <laughs> what is, in your opinion, what movie? almost destroyed the movie the superhero movie genre before it even took off catwoman uh, okay catwoman's a solid entry i would also cite the league of extraordinary gentlemen no way that movie was awesome what 
Yes! He was amazing! No! <laughs> Link of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's not amazing! <laughs> I love that movie. They're playing chess by memorizing the things. You got uh, the Invisible Man. You got Captain Nemo. You got... Yeah, all those characters oh. in the... All right. Catwoman is undisputedly terrible. <laughs> and I didn't even see it. I've literally never seen a frame us outside the trailer and even then the trailer I've only seen because I was in the theater seeing something else and they forced me to see it because it was on this tremendous screen uh, <laughs> but they all I had to do they released they released the promo art or the the, yeah. the promo image of Halle Berry in her Mickey Mouse costume and yeah. I was like okay okay well you don't care like okay well no one cares I can I don't have to see this and apparently I'm right like no <laughs> Nobody. Dude, Catwoman, man. Uh, I was I was going through. I was looking up like you know all these these little topics stuff like that just to reaffirm that I was right when yeah. I said that that movie sucks. Right. And and I was going through and somebody was like, the next time you watch the movie, like pay attention to the camera angles because you never really think about it. Yeah. You're just like, well, I mean, there's stuff happening. And this is happening in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I was watching the camera angles and I was like, this movie is like an acid trip. Yeah. Like the camera <laughs> angles are like bouncing, they're chopping all the time and cutting. And I was like, I never really paid attention. Like you never really look at how it was done. But like when you like, when you look at the camera angles and what they were doing, it, it was just terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely pitiful. And there was no interest in her character. The entire movie is literally about like what was what was her name? Um, uh, the woman I can't remember the name of the actress. Instinct, right, Sharon Stone's yeah. in that movie. Sharon Stone, yeah. <laughs> like she has yeah, the, the the plot is a is a makeup company has a product uh-huh. that they're putting out on the market, and if you use it for too long, it makes your what is it? It it kills you or something like that. <laughs> and if you if you use That's it for the- a certain amount of time and stop. Like it makes your skin turn to stone. So, but whatever happens, like <laughs> as soon, so like the sad. first time you put it on, like that's it. Like it's curtains. And she's like, she's basically taking on the taking on like the man, like the, the corporation. And I'm like, this is where we're at. Like, is this direction that yeah. you see the comic book industry, the comic book you know film industry going in? Right. Is some chick in a costume that overhears the scheme, you know, going into a situation and saying, you know what, let's just like take on a company. That's selling makeup because right. that's really where the crisis of the world is right now. Right. Well, that's yeah. That's the, these are the, these are the questions of the day. Um, <laughs> these I, are the questions of the day. <laughs> that costume reminded me because, like, by the way, it, it's like I had a flashback because I saw the promo art for Catwoman. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't have to see that. Same deal, like 10, 15, maybe 20 years earlier when I was reading a Wizard magazine and they released the first image of Shaq in his steel costume. Oh my god! And I went, oh okay, I don't see this. It looks like shit. Like it, <laughs> I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I've never seen it either. Like I've never seen Kazam. Like I don't watch Shaq movies, but I never saw Steel because I saw that image where like the 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 helmet doesn't fit, and he and that's the still from the movie. And yeah. I remember being like, oh okay, well then we don't have to watch this. Like we get it. It's it's terrible. Moving on and. You know, everyone's like, Shaq, you know, can't act. And it's like, no, he makes basketball movies. Like, he plays like, this game. And he said, and I, I I respect Steel more than Catwoman because of Shaq's, like, admission. Where, like, when he people ask him, like, why would you make Kazam or Steel? And he's like, okay, if you could have seen the dump truck full of money that they came and brought to my <laughs> house to be. And they said, would you like to pretend to be a genie for, like, an hour? And we'll give you this much money. He's like, you would have done Kazam and Kazam 2 and 3 and 4. Oh, in a heartbeat. And the funny thing is, like, Shaq is apparently a huge Superman fan. And so much so he has, like, Superman tattoos and he has, like, Superman cars and stuff. Like, the dude's a huge Superman fan. And the death of Superman and return of Superman came out around the same time that Shaq's popularity existed. And apparently, like, when John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel, was invented and released, he was like, wow, like a big black dude who is Superman. Like, I want to do that. And it's like, you know what? The dude has money. They make, they, they you know, it's not going to be great. You know, when you want to make a real, like, urban Superman movie, go make an urban Superman movie. But in the meantime, it's 1996. <laughs> Here's your movie, Steel. Like, I appreciate it just because of the dude's delight and fascination with the Superman character with Catwoman. I I'm, I'm convinced no one involved in production. And there's hundreds of people involved in the production, even new Catwoman's alter egos name. Oh dude, I guarantee they didn't. Who's and, Selena Kyle? Who's that? Right. But like who, <laughs> uh, I guarantee they didn't even know her name, but Shaq likes Superman and made it because he's a fan. 
it sucks, but at least the dude likes the character. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was a kicker. Like, I can't remember what what Halle Berry's name was. I don't and, even know. In the movie, but it was Kyle, right. I don't even it was, know. It was it was no very. It wasn't even like like at least Supergirl on the TV show was Kara Danvers. So they're like, okay, right. well, at least they're kind of combining stuff. Yeah. There was nothing like that, and and it was literally just Catwoman was the only element that tied to the comic and like how she was dressed, that and that sucks. was it. But she was re- yeah, she was resurrected by by magic cats basically. Well, that's like, that kind of like Batman happened. and Robin. <laughs> she got bit by cats or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Batman Returns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was bitten by... Or Batman was, Returns, thank you. Yeah, I don't... They never really explained that. No, it was right? just that she fell and she then fell. cats walked up to her and then she woke up and then she was a cat. Right. And it's like, okay. Yeah. But, okay, here's, here's a question for you. I don't yeah. know if this is ever tied into a comic or not, but did you ever see a movie called Blank, uh, called Blank Man? Yes, I saw Blank Man. Dude, Blank I, Man has the best fight scene of all time <laughs> in any movie. <laughs> I, I also saw time. Meteor Man. Uh, oh god which by the way i didn't know wasn't for me like you didn't know like you don't like meteor man no 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 no. like meteor man was cool that's a movie like about urban like oh yeah yeah, it's not a superhero movie like it is but it's not and (laughs) i thought it was just a superhero movie so there i am and i my dad takes me to see meteor man and it's me and just a theater of (laughs) black people who are like what are you doing Dude, I, like, I love superheroes. Let's do this. And by the way, Meteor Man's a solid picture. <laughs> Dude, I really wish I could have been a fly on the wall watching that happen. Because I was just like, like, I didn't notice it, by the way. I just noticed it like a couple years later when I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think Meteor Man's a superhero movie. Like, I don't like it. Do you guys know the Meteor Man comic? <laughs> like, walk into a store. Like, right. Meteor I, Man by comic? the way, they were like, no, there is no Meteor Man comic. <laughs> no, it's no. He's like, did you go see it? It's like, yeah. Did they look at you funny? Yeah. Well, you know. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, like there's a there's a funny scene before we before we In finish Black this out. There's a funny scene for um for Blank Man when uh, David Allen Greer, like when they're they're trying to freak out one of the guys or a cop or something like that, mm-hmm. and um. He was like, he's like, we can't find the bomb. And he's like, what do you mean you can't find the bomb? And he's like, we can't find it. We fucked up. And the building's <laughs> going to blow. <laughs> and they're just like, they're, like, they're emptying the building out. But, um, but no, like, like between, you know, between those two movies, like the, the Meteor Man fight, like the, the Blank Man fight where he's like goofing off and has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. And then like the Meteor Man fight where like they're, they're touching books and yeah. they have that, uh, that fashion dance off mm-hmm. like that was hilarious. Like those moments were hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The funny thing is with bad superhero movies, with bad comic book movies, um, the fact is there's always something. I feel like there's always something kind of cool about m- almost all of them. Uh, yeah. Whether it's a costume or a director choice or a casting decision or a musical score or the effects, like there's always some kind of thing they got right. Like, you know, Catwoman. No, there's nothing right about that movie, but uh, but for the most part, you know, like even you know even movies like like the Phantom, like that's what he looks like. <laughs> like at yeah. the end of the day, like yeah, Phantom looks silly. Yeah, no, we didn't change anything. Like if you crack open a comic book, that's what you're gonna see. Yeah, that's the Phantom. <laughs> it's just, and ironically enough, there was also a Phantom cartoon show at the same time called Phantom 2040 which was super dark and crazy amazing. And you're like, and really? so yeah. And if you're a kid watching Phantom 2040 and then you go see the Phantom, you're like, this is not this. <laughs> one, someone takes me seriously. And one of them is not involved in the movie. God, I didn't know they had a TV show or yeah, cartoon show a, based on the Phantom. It was a crazy cartoon and had like a similar uh, animation style to like Aeon Flux. Oh, wow. Dude, Aeon Flux is so good, man. Yeah, Aeon Flux. Hey, there's another movie that didn't work out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Charlie! Was it was that Charlie's the one with Charlie's Theron? Theron? Yeah. yeah, that was, Dude, it was as it, not to be confused with Ultraviolet, starring uh, that's Mila right, Jovovich. yeah. But uh, yeah, Jovovich, yeah, making making the leftovers of everybody else's movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. but hey, that was the Elseworlds Exchange talking about the worst superhero movies ever made. Thank you so much Man. for joining me, Rob. That was an amazing conversation. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll have to do this again sometime. I look forward to, uh, oh, to yeah. trying this out. But yeah, so hey, if you haven't already, you should definitely go over to Comics Explained and uh, subscribe. Uh, there's a link in the description box down below this video where you can just do so. And, uh, of course, check us out next week for an all-new episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I am Rob from Comics Explained. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Peace.